What is up, guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 280 of the Not Born This Way podcast, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company. So today we're going to try something a little different. So I have a special guest. Lauren Strong is here. Um, But we are going to try just sitting in the Jeep and not driving because Lauren uh, picks up on things that I don't. And she noticed that there's been like funky uh, sounds in the back of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Lauren actually even researched why that might be happening, um, which I have never done. And then um, came up with some ideas of why it might be happening. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to sit still in the car uh, and record. And recording in the car also because we have no real office, right? The gym yeah. doesn't have an office. The kind of office is super loud. Super loud. And um, yeah, so here we are. Yeah, the gyms, I mean, even on a quiet day, it could be <laughs> could be really echoey too. Yeah, no, that would be that yeah. would be bad. So we're going to yeah, we'll see if it sounds better. Um, so I'm going to let Lauren I'm going to give you guys an idea of just my history with Lauren and then I'll let her kind of take over for the day but um (laughs) what six years ago now probably so before Mm -hmm. so you guys know the Iron Legion now was called Iron Will before it was open I was training people around the corner basically and Lauren worked out there uh and we just got to know each other because we were there at the same time I think it was like 6 a.m right you were a morning person yep 6 a.m and I always pay attention to everybody who's working out when I'm at any gym ever, especially when at the same time. But what stuck out to me with Lauren was that she was doing like really legitimate lifts properly, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is unusual at a gym where people work out on their own. So she was doing deadlifting and squatting and benching and pressing and just things that not every, um, younger person working out on their own does Mm -hmm. and she was doing them really well so i always thought that was cool and then of course you know i always had the story of the first time you brought in matt yeah and and her husband matt um also last name strong which is just (laughs) so cool when you're a lifter person right yeah but matt matt came in with her the first time and i had i had gotten to know lauren a little bit she's like oh it's my boyfriend matt cool and matt was like covered up right so i couldn't really tell if he was like you know yeah, he had like a sweatshirt and shorts. Yeah. You had no idea what was going Nothing, on. Nothing. <laughs> I didn't know if he was like a, a big time lifter or not at all or what. So I just remember seeing him on the preacher curl. And for you guys that know, you'll get what I'm saying. If you don't, don't worry about it. But he went on the preacher curl and put 45 pound plates on each side of the curl bar, which is kind of a lot for that exercise. And I was like, oh man, this guy's one of those fucking weenies, right? Like <laughs> putting too much weight on that he can't do. And then all of a sudden he's just like repping it out. And I'm like... jaw dropped like whoa what the heck is going on here like this guy and so anyway fast forward now he's a freaking power lifter and like super strong and i'm not surprised that he could do that but that was my first like (laughs) intro to like oh okay so these two are actually really serious about this lifting thing totally um so then when i opened the gym uh, i just liked lauren and matt and at this gym the studio was only like a thousand square foot room and pretty much just me and my clients um And it was kind of lonely on Saturdays. So I was like, Lauren, why don't you and Matt just lift here on Saturdays? Like, it's not really an open gym, but we got room and you guys could come over. And she was like, cool. And they came over. Remember that was when you guys used to come Mm -hmm. and Mike and Aaron used to come. And there was like six of us in that little room and nobody would talk to each other. Because it's just like so small and awkward and we didn't really know each other. But 
we're like, we know Scott, and he said, come over. So we're all here. Yeah, and like those two as a couple are very similar to you guys, meaning they're very extroverted when you know them, but super introverted when you don't. Mm -hmm. So none of you guys would talk to each other, and it was so freaking weird. Yeah. And then I remember we did the small group strength. So it was like small groups of men or women lifting, and Lauren jumped in to a couple workouts mm -hmm. and then we were chatting one day after right mm -hmm. and I was like what do you even do for a job mm -hmm. and you told me and then you were like actually I've been thinking about talking to you about coaching mm -hmm. and I was like cool because I've been thinking about asking you about it, right yeah and I think like I'll let you take over from there but like that I remember that clear as it was like freaking yesterday yeah it's kind of amazing that I think it was coming up on six years ago so crazy. Right? So crazy. Because you were doing marketing, yeah, for lack was of in, a better word, right? It definitely a very vague term. Yeah. I, can I, when I think about it now, I mean, marketing, what you were talking about, we, we had a staff meeting today, so we were talking a little bit about Instagram and algorithms, and it's like, holy crap, that has changed so much just since I've been in, I'm doing air quotes, marketing. Right. Um, right. Like, Marketing doesn't feel like the same, but I was also doing some public relations. I was writing press releases. That's right. Yeah. Um, I was kind of the public. Well, not really. I was under my boss was like the face of the company when did public events and any sort of like um, outreach or community things or fundraising. Um, so I kind of helped out and sometimes I would stand in for him. Okay. So I, there's definitely a little bit of some outreach there. Right. And it was for um, credit unions. It was in the, like, financial industry. Okay. And I'm really thankful for that experience. I learned a lot about just, like, how to, you know, manage emails and manage time and manage, um, like, projects and people and... Um, Right. Stuff you can take with you every like you're basic need skills. Them, yep. Basic yeah. skills. And then um but I knew that I was kind of miserable and I didn't really quite know why. Right. Just work was like so frustrating. So frustrating. And I think that you know so, some days like during pandemic and quarantine yeah. I was like what the fuck am I doing? Like, right. I could have still had a job by now. Oh, right. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like this, what the this, hell? This job where you're, you know, you're an employee of the gym, but you're kind of self-employed, right? Because mm -hmm. you're responsible for your own clients and totally. managing your schedule. Yeah, not not ideal when things all get shut totally. down. Totally, exactly. Well, and let's think about it, right? Like, we saw this with some of the other coaches, too. There's pros and cons of being a coach in charge of your own schedule, right? So Absolutely. your client list goes up and down week to week your mm -hmm. income goes up and down week to week your schedule can change mm -hmm. the good thing is you can take off whenever you want the bad thing is like you don't get paid when you take time off totally. right? so there's things there's that could be appealing about the normal job mm -hmm. especially when pandemic hits and For some sure. normal job people still have jobs yeah and exactly we didn't, yeah so you know it all feels great now because we're back and we have a gym and we have clients um but at the time i was like oh my god why didn't I just hang on to that stupid office job? Like, <laughs> right. what was I thinking? Right. Um, but it was a great experience, and I did get to meet you, and I think there's a reason that I was put on that path of, like, having that job and having that experience. Um, and... Well, and also, side note, so I was just meeting with Meg, and 
who Meg is also a coach of ours, and we were talking about a couple things where I don't know if you've experienced this, but I, when I was a trainer, um, I used to struggle when I was in my like early thirties with the thought of being just a trainer and I'm doing air quotes now. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it just felt like I was single and I was like meeting women like Kristen who had like professional jobs and careers. Mm -hmm. I was in New York city and I just kind of felt like a loser, like saying I was a personal, like filling out my, you know, online match, you know, dating profile, like personal trainer. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like, I want that to sound cooler. Like, oh. I want to be a physical therapist. Totally. That would sound so much better, you know? And then it took me a long time to be okay with, like, not being a physical therapist, yeah, right? Like, and actually meeting some physical therapists who told me, you don't want this job. <laughs> You're better off. There's a lot of reasons why being a personal trainer is actually better. Mm-hmm. And that's probably a whole other topic, but it was just, just interesting. So it's kind of like, I think we all go through this, like, this is really cool, oh, I don't know if this is even a real job and is this something I could even keep doing? Does this count, right? Like, um, Yeah, that's funny you mentioned that. Yeah, it's just like we go through, and I say we because I do think I'm collectively speaking for many personal trainers and some of my co-coaches, but it's there's moments where it feels like this job is so hard and it takes everything out of you, and then there's moments where it's like this is awesome and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Right. Well, and I think what, so what Lauren and I wanted to specifically chat about today was something that she mentioned to me in one of our meetings, um, that something that's personally, um, very relatable or or, or personal to her. And then also she sees in a lot of, you know, clients that she works with and people in general, but really quick before there, I was also telling Meg, because Meg is relatively new to the company and doesn't know all of our history. I was telling her how you have run like three or four different like subdivisions of the gym at periods of time right yes, totally like so we lauren used to we've tried a lot of things yeah but that's part of how you figure out like yes no like you you start to kind of create what you really want to do and what you exactly like something that might be fun as a hobby sounds like it would be cool as a job and then it's not yeah right so lauren is a tremendous cook and food prep kind of expert, right? So she'd always come into our meetings or into a work day with all these like perfectly proportioned, beautiful, delicious meals and Tupperware. And I'm like, I think I need you to start cooking for me. Like I am the opposite. So mm-hmm. we joked about Lauren like making food for me or for somebody. And she was like, I'll totally do that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and then we we're like, oh, I'll give you 10 bucks a meal. Bring me food. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, boom. Pretty mo- pretty soon we're like, let's try a food prep service. Yeah. So Lauren was like, making i mean at one point you were making what maybe 70 meals a week yeah like Mm -hmm. 70 meals on like you'd make them on a sunday we'd have people pick them up at the gym for a couple days yeah lauren you know made some money doing it and then just hit a point where it was too big right and it It became like too much and like thank god this is in the past and i can say this in the past tense but like extremely like not okay that i was doing that (laughs) out of my apartment completely not legal or sanitary or sanitary not that i wasn't clean but like it is not okay for me to be selling shit like that but we were trying something yeah and i didn't we didn't know that we're gonna have 70 orders or 100 orders um and it was just like taking up too much time and it's like wait am i supposed to be a coach or like like a minor league chef yeah well i and i think what happened is we hit that point of saying we either now that this is a legitimate thing this is not just like cooking for a few people for Mm -hmm. fun it's either like stop coaching and let's find a commercial kitchen and Mm -hmm. get you in 
full time or get out. Yeah. But it was you were straddling like it was growing too big to be just like something enjoyable on the side. Yeah. And then we did Lauren ran the apparel for a couple of years and did all that <laughs> until that became like, you know what? It's not really my yeah. jam anymore. I'm tap out, guys. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what the point of that was, just that Lauren's done a lot of interesting, cool stuff for us. And, and also tried to do some like marketing and email marketing. And oh, right. Oh my God. Yeah. She ran the newsletter, Aweber like, stuff. For, uh, yep. this, this also isn't my jam. Yep. Yep. You just start, but like, but coaching has always been the jam, right? It's totally. like you tried all these other things to complement it or, you know, do instead or mm-hmm. with, and it just came back to maybe I just want to coach. Yeah, like maybe if I don't complicate things and if I just coach, maybe that will be enough. And I think in many aspects of life, maybe less is more or less is better. Less is okay. Less is totally okay. And I think it just happens to also go with like, I get a little older and I just need less or not need less, but I am satisfied with less. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean... Now, guys listening, Lauren and I were just joking that we should have recorded the half hour we talked before we turned on the recorder because we have, like, life relationship conversations almost mm-hmm. every time we meet. Yeah. For the most part. And then we talk business for, like, ten minutes. I know. Um, but they're very interesting chats, and we should probably have a whole separate one for that. But I yeah. think, like, to your point, there's all these documentaries or books that have been written about happiness and about, like, simplifying things and, you know, like want less be more like and i -hmm. I think that you're speaking to that now which is like sometimes i think we think i have to do this and this and this and this and layer on these things where it's like maybe if i just cut all that back yeah and like what brings you joy like you're really good at coaching you enjoy it people respond well to you you like lifting for yourself you like spending time with your husband you like doing your you know outdoorsy stuff and like Mm -hmm. there you go cool yeah list right right. five things on there (laughs) And I, I think this probably segues nicely into what we're going to talk about, which yep. is a phrase called disordered eating, which I think in my mind is a little bit different than eating disorders. Um, and I think I've gone full circle on like eating and nutrition and all of these like really interesting um, challenges that come with wanting to improve your body your strength your appearance yep oh there's such a complicated formula and there's a lot to be said for you can do a lot with changing your nutrition but i think a lot of us can take it too far and i'm one of those people well oh my god i mean yeah this is this is why lauren and i wanted to bring this uh on the podcast today because i think for those of you guys that aren't local and don't you know, follow the Iron Legion or come here. One of the things that we do, you know, a a little bit differently is we're really just focusing on making people feel better via getting stronger and empowerment through physically becoming stronger. A a byproduct of that will be looking different, right? Mm -hmm. And, And we'll be lying to say all of us aren't aware of looking different and wanting to look a different way. But a lot of gyms, fitness centers, the focus is 100% on cosmetics or the appearance, not to say that that's not right, but for us, we realized that was a difficult thing for us to change and help people with, mm-hmm. right? Because so much of that is nutrition-based, mm-hmm. losing weight, gaining weight, you know, mm-hmm. leaning out, whatever. But if someone's willing to commit to lifting, we can get, almost guarantee they're going to get stronger and feel empowered by that strength. Mm-hmm. So we've always been in this weird place of like, 
how much do we help people with or focus on nutrition, right? Because yeah. that's important to change the way you look and feel. Not just looks, but feel with mm-hmm. how you eat. But we can also go so far into nutrition that we're controlling it too much. So we mm-hmm. can't just do whatever we want, right? Under Correct. the guise of like, I don't want to be restrictive. I'm just going to like, you know, eat intuitively or eat whatever I want. But then like, also, if we start micromanaging too much of the food, we start leading leading people into eating disorders or disordered eating, as you yeah. mentioned. Yeah. And disclaimer, neither Lauren and I, especially me, are not experts in no. <laughs> eating disorders or disordered eating or nutrition even, right? No. <laughs> but we have a lot of experience with a lot of different people and with ourselves, mm-hmm. number one. Yeah. Um, and I think Lauren has a lot of really interesting perspective on... As a person and as a woman who's been into lifting and aware of her body, Mm -hmm. right? How it looks, how it feels. Yeah. And different types of eating. There's a lot that goes with that. Yeah. Right? Totally. So I think I'll kind of stick to, like, my nutrition as, like, a college student and beyond. I don't think I really need to get too far into the details of, like, what it was like before then. Because I just ate whatever was put in front of me because I was a teenager or kid. Right. And I think, you know... (laughs) And don't at times you just wish for that again? Like, you could erase (laughs) everything you know and just eat? Like, not think about how many calories this is or where it came from or what it... Like, just eat. Totally. So, I will say that, like, when I got to college, I was aware of things that just my parents didn't buy. Like, Mm -hmm. I found out what Frosted Flakes were. I swear to God. That's funny. I was obsessed. Oh, yeah. I was obsessed. I I had, like, this memory pop up on my Facebook. It was like, holy shit, Frosted Flakes are so amazing. Like, I posted about it. Like, I was finding out for the first time what Frosted Flakes were. Now, is this because your parents wanted you to eat healthy and didn't have that? Or just because you had, like, limited, like... A certain, you had like 10 foods in the house all the time and that was it you know what I mean well I think it, my parents definitely had like certain like gr- it's kind of like crunchy hippie okay yeah but not too much but there was a limited amount of snack food my parents were okay with purchasing okay crackers cheese granola bars but Frosted Flakes didn't make the list no no they didn't and I also found out what like fried chicken tenders were oh it, like and when I, this was before they were like what every kid eats at a restaurant at yeah, every meal yeah, yeah yeah so it was like wednesday night was buffalo chicken sandwiches and i was like holy shit this is so cool this is college yeah this is college so still. does this now line up with the freshman 15 because it would sound like it would yes okay so uh, when i remember my eating style it like was just the calories increased. There was a huge surplus right. in my freshman year. Yeah. And I did gain weight, but I, when I look at my freshman photos, I, I think, like, you know what? Not bad. That's not right. bad. That's right. not bad at all. Right. Um, and so then I, I kind of went into... After freshman year, I remember, like, in my sophomore year, still eating in the cafeteria um, and hadn't moved off campus yet, I noticed that I was, like, binging. Like, Mm. all out going ham alone, eating in my room, things that I would bring back from, not from the cafeteria, but maybe, like, buy some snacks on the side. And I felt guilty about it, and sometimes I would also purge. So I would make myself throw up. Really? Occasionally. And the thing is, is, like, 
not I want to say disordered eating because I know that's not healthy, but I was not doing it all the time. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, such a fucked up, guilty piece of my mind that was, like, you're a piece of shit. Go fucking handle this, you asshole. Yeah. But it was so, it was, like, few and far between. And I'm not condoning it, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, of course. And it happened few and far between for the next like four years so this is like sophomore year this is sophomore year and continued until a little bit after graduation and then i think gradually i was just like this is ridiculous this is not good what are you doing so can you remember what like fueled the either eating portion or gave you the thought of the purging part. I'm curious, you know? I am not entirely sure. Yeah. Like, I don't imagine any sure. of us are with addictive And especially in that and things, age right? Right. bracket. Yeah. Like, I don't know about your college experience, but I have a feeling that a lot of people, if they go to college between 18 and 20-something, yeah. it feels like a blur to me. Yeah. And I was, I don't know, like, just... Not in a good space, I don't think. Yeah, well, there's so much to try to figure out, too, right? (laughs) I mean, it's like you're... Totally. For the first time on your own. I mean, I think that's part of it is like... I mean, we can get super deep on it, right? Mm -hmm. But you can also go just the simple fact of like... When I lived at home, my parents made dinner or made dinner mostly. We didn't really eat out or buy dinner like you could now. Correct. So I ate whatever they made for dinner. And all of a sudden, I'm at college and I'm like, I could eat pizza every night. Like, there is no what's for dinner. Or, like, I'm going to the dining hall, and I could pick whatever I want. Mm -hmm. It's not because my mom made chicken. Mm -hmm. I could eat this every time, and also as much as I want. So Mm -hmm. just that taking off the reins is like... Totally. Oh, shit. You can go ham, you know, all ham in, but just... Totally. With nothing else beyond it. Like, no no deep-seated psychological anything. Just full access to soda and pizza. Totally. a candy machine and shit that you wouldn't have at your house. Right. right? And like to that point about soda, it's just like my parents didn't really buy soda. They're not really big fans. And, you know, like having a, a ginger ale or a Coca-Cola was like, are you shitting me? Right. Isn't it I crazy? Like what the, the uh, a mouth orgasm, <laughs> orgasm that is when you're like, yeah. I've never tasted soda and <laughs> frosted flakes together. Whoa. Oh you know, it's nuts. And it could have been like, because I didn't have a lot of it, like experience with just like the access and the unlimitedness, yeah, it just felt like overwhelming, and I didn't know how else to, like, oh my god, I overate. Uh, what do I do now? Yeah, like I've never done this before. I've right. never overeaten. Yeah, never experienced that feeling. Yeah. Um. So I, I I kind of experienced that very intermittently, and I mean I'm not proud of it, but it also like just made me. Over time, it took me a while, but I was very aware that, like, this is not the right choice, and I don't right. want to keep doing this. This is, as infrequent as it is, it's still not okay. Yeah, yeah. And then um, my exercise and my lifting routine just got a little better and a little more polished, and I was lifting, not lifting, I was exercising, I'd say, okay. in college, and was trying to kind of, like, learn more things and... I don't know, maybe I was doing a little bit of rowing or Romanian deadlifts, like did, dumbbell stuff. <laughs> did exercising start for you in college or high school? High like, school. 
Did you play sports? I played sports, and we had a um, a coach or a trainer that worked with the um, athletes. What and sports there, did you play? I played soccer, and I did cross-country skiing. Oh, cool, okay. And then I did um, a, a few years of track, which sucked, and what, then I did... What did you do at, in track? I tried it all. Really? I tried it all. I tried shot put. I tried... <laughs> well, um, that shouldn't surprise me now with our conversation before about all the different jobs you've tried. Yeah. So, yeah. I tried shot put. I tried hurdles. I tried 100 meter dashes. I tried the mile. Oh I tried See, the I 800. Kind of awesome. I sucked at everything now. But I think it's cool that you just tried it anyway. So, know? I did that freshman through junior year. And then the last year, I was like, I'm going to try uh, lacrosse because I hate everything about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> And I sucked at lacrosse. Oh my so God. it's just like, I hate spring sports. This sucks. That is really funny. But I did like soccer a lot. But we had a coach who worked um, kind of in preseason training with every sport. She okay. would like meet with teams and like have a, a lifting day for the soccer team, a lifting day for the football team. And um, we learned how to do like some incline benching and some hang cleans and some deadlifting. I don't really remember back squatting but i do remember some cleaning like hang clean things which is crazy right Such knowing what you know now it's like yeah. Why skipping squatting yeah. and learning hang cleans you know yeah. and incline what? incline benching yeah. like what's where's the logic but yeah she must i she seemed pretty when i think about it now i'm like she had a she must have had a reason but right anyway right okay so get introduced to it <clears throat> doing exercise in college but not like anything like what you would done when, when i met you you were at like legit lifting yeah it was so, definitely like squatting deadlifting and benching okay. and i had right after college um matt still had another year so i was kind of living in southern maine with my sister and matt wasn't around and but you guys were together mm-hmm. okay we were together we stayed together and so i just kind of had a lot of time to myself mm-hmm. and i went to a local gym and then i hired a coach and I was just like I it's time for me to like I have the time I have a little bit of money I'm gonna spend it on coaching wow that's okay so you were 22 or 3 probably 21 21. I graduated college at 21 so I feel like that's pretty unique that somebody who's 21 would hire a trainer or a coach right with their own money like you'll Mm -hmm. see it occasionally like parents will buy training for kids and Mm -hmm. they want them to get learn how to do things right but i think it's really rare that someone that age would budget even if you have some money it's expensive to have a coach right mm-hmm. and to justify that money is is rare so I think that's really interesting yeah i think i just knew that i wanted to do it for a limited period of time like a few months of coaching yeah and we talked about that i'm like i i'd like to learn and i, I need a program and then maybe we'll check in occasionally so yeah. that's like and I totally understand where people are coming from when they want that, too. Yeah. Um, and it was just this this woman. Her name was, or is Meredith Hanby, and she isn't a coach anymore, but she does work at a high school where she's, I think, coaching some female sports. I don't know if it's soccer or basketball or okay. lacrosse. She was a great coach. She taught me a lot about um, just, like, we, she helped me figure out why I had back pain, and it was because I had, like, no ass and no hamstrings. Okay. And, like... Oh, my God. I remember you posting a picture of when you used to run about yeah, that, right? pretty sad. 
But it's just I forgot about that because yeah. you pointed. I have I've only known Lauren as this version of Lauren, right? Yeah. Lifting Lauren, lifting with yeah. a butt and with hamstrings <laughs> and like with the body with that like you a, have now. Some muscular, yeah. Definition. But then she posted this picture of like, guys, look what I found when I used to just run, and you had no no ass and like no hamstrings, yeah. and I forgot about that till right now. It's like my back slid into my glutes, into <laughs> my legs. I just right. like was one, I was like a two-dimensional line. Oh my god, that is crazy. Yeah, so honestly, she kind of was like, oh, this is like an I mean, looking back at it now, she's probably like no brainer. <laughs> we have to yeah. train your legs, <laughs> right. your posterior like, chain, yeah, like posterior anything chain all day. Um, so she pretty much got me on the hamstring curl machine at like the end of every workout yeah and we would do a couple of sets super light i could barely do the first pin wow she took the pin out oh to God. get started she's like just curl the machine right can yeah. you imagine right right i was so weak yeah that's it's crazy to think about that <clears throat> um so yeah so okay so say at that point i'm at, i'm 21 i'm out of college i did end up finding a job i did end up finding a coach and um, I'm lifting. I'm definitely seeing some muscular definition things are maybe changing in my body. Okay. At this point, I am out of my stupid ass phase of binging and purging. Okay, interesting. And was okay. there any thing that stopped that? Or did it just kind of go away with a change of environment and Perhaps a change of stuff. environment. And I was living with my sister and I was like, you know what? Someone's going to see me doing this one day, and I'm going to have to explain Can't myself. Can't be puking in the back room with my sister around. Yeah. yeah. Like, someone's going to be like, what the hell? Yeah. I didn't want anyone questioning me, so I was right. just like, I can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh my God. I didn't, know, I don't I didn't I, know any of this, by the way, so this is all really and interesting Honestly, to I have told Matt, and I have told my sister, and I haven't talked about this with anybody. And I think that's that's okay, because it would have been so hard for me to talk it's about It's got to be previously. the right time right yeah and then also i mean i think the reason i love doing this stuff i mean you know i've been trying to shift the podcast now to more people's stories and even getting away from lifting and just talking about like life shit right like overcoming yeah. like because the more people you talk to like you realize so many people have overcome or come from some dark places that you have no idea right like again i met you as like this young woman who likes to lift and um, has a marketing job mm -hmm. and is a great coach, right? Like, yeah. I don't know this shit, you right. know, until we start digging in and it takes me, I've known you for six years now and I'm just learning this, mm -hmm. right? And like, yeah. your clients that train with you don't know this, right? Mm -hmm. And like, that makes you relatable though, right? Because how many of them think we're, anybody who's a coach has is like in, infallible or infallible or whatever, yeah. right? Had never went through this shit, always had a good physique, everything came easy and then they were like, oh, yeah. You couldn't curl the machine. Julian couldn't, you know, curl the 15 pound dumbbells and got made fun of, you mm -hmm. know? And like, it's really interesting to, yeah, for you to get to a point though, where you're also comfortable with your, in your own skin enough to be able to share it and not be, it's like not who you are now and it's okay. Right. It feels so far away from who I am. I feel like even a year ago, I don't think I could have told you this and not like fallen apart. Mm. Wow. That's so cool. Okay. So you get it. So you're not in college anymore. You got away from that habit. You got a coach now and you're lifting. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think how my food habits changed and not necessarily for the better. They just changed. So I've always, I feel like I've 
it's been just a slight shift into one habit, like replacing a habit with something else that's not great, but it's some, something different. Yeah. So at this point, it's like pretty extreme calorie restriction. Okay. And counting my calories and using my fitness pal. Um, the one probably good thing that was helping me was I was drinking like protein shakes. I, I figured out that I wanted protein shakes in my diet. That was the first time in my life. So after college, I'm buying protein and having like, and then I also discovered like meal replacement shakes, which, you know, when are actually pretty good because you get in a lot of calories and you're, there's, you know, fats, carbohydrates and proteins. But when you're actually replacing a meal, <laughs> that's not awesome, you know? <laughs> right. Like, I was yeah. eating two meals and a shake. Yep. So, now, I think I was doing that a few times a week and maybe eating three meals a day for a few other times a week. Okay. But there was just some pretty extreme calorie restrictions. Then, flash forward a couple years and maybe even my first views of coaching, it's going from, you know, calorie restriction and meal prepping, which I was doing for a few years then I kind of figured out what, like, naturally you progress from, I think if you're into lifting, you progress from calorie restriction or calorie counting, and you figure out what macro counting is. And then that one, just, like, I nerded out on that and went too (laughs) deep and was, like, limiting my carbohydrates, limiting my fats, making sure I was having tons of protein, which is great. Yeah. The protein part. But, like... I should not have been limiting the carbohydrates as much as I was. Um, so, 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 so So at this point when you're doing that, is it because you wanted to look a certain way? Yeah. Right? Like you were like tailoring that to, (sighs) Yes. like what was driving that? It was, I think a lot of what was behind that was like, okay, now this person trusted me to, I'm, I'm a coach now. I wasn't before. Oh my God. That's what I was, I was literally just going to ask you, like, did being a coach now put a pressure pressure. on, yep. And you know what? I don't, there's no fault of the, 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 it's the fitness industry. It is not necessarily what we have going on as a gym. Sure. And I wouldn't be the person I am today if I didn't just have these like mini experiences with my nutrition because mm-hmm. I'm full circle. I'm going back to like eating lasagna, eating pasta, right. doing mashed potatoes yeah. and like full fat yogurt and yeah. Yeah. you know, pretty much whatever I want, but I do have my own personal limitations. Like yeah. I don't, ha- I don't buy candy. I don't drink soda, but well, as far as yeah. other things, we, we eat fucking great right. at home and everything has, butter and salt and pepper and seasoning and delicious parts of it but it's all good stuff too see but isn't that this is the hard part right it's like we as a society well first of all i mean so many levels right like one as a trainer you know in quotes there's this expectation right of what your body should look like (laughs) how you should eat i mean yeah that's one thing I, i honestly really like about how we roll here is that we've tried to let people know that we're super duper 
not superhuman, super space human. Like mm-hmm. we're really human. Like mm-hmm. we drink beer and yeah, and drink some whiskey and eat some chips and totally. like go across the street and eat crappy sandwiches from the delicious Chris, um, but but <laughs> not healthy sandwiches. Yeah, totally. but I remember when we first, um, you know. I used to like feel like if I wanted to get fast food as a trainer, I had to hide somewhere. Right, or like go send Kristen to get it. Yeah, for you. totally. I would. I can't. I gotta hide it from her too. So, yeah. but like <laughs> yeah. that was not a thing. Like if you were a trainer, you ate perfectly clean and mm-hmm. never did this. And I was always like, I feel like I'm doing a bad job in my role because I want to go have pizza or fast food. Right. And anyway, it's about, about understanding that like we're human too, and there's mm-hmm. also not an expectation that I'm supposed to have a six pack of abs and like be yeah. this perfect Adonis all the time. And I right. think. So that's interesting that you mentioned that because I think that is part of the, comes with the job territory, mm-hmm. um, and then also though finding that balance of like we want ourselves and our clients to be able to have like you just had meat sauce and pasta for lunch that looked amazing, I know, right? So it's like you, good. I don't want uh, bad food. Um, I don't want there to be bad foods, mm-hmm. but also I don't want my client or my friend or my anybody who's 80 pounds overweight and unhealthy mm-hmm. to not be able to reel that in and get healthy. So it's so yeah. hard. We want this black and white yeah. pasta bad or pasta good, carbs yeah. good, no good, alcohol good. Like, And that's not really how it works. So it sounds like you're finding that balance, which is so hard to do because it's not clearly defined. And it's so personal for... It's so different for every person. What works for me, it doesn't work for you. What works for me isn't going to work for someone who's listening to this. Right. It might be relatable, but someone might be listening to this and be like, I can't eat full fat yogurt and right. like put butter in my mashed potatoes. Like, I still can't do that. Right. That, wh- wherever you are, that's fine. Right. But like, I'm finally at a place where I like have peace with what I'm eating. Right. And I'm not weighing everything. I was weighing and measuring everything. And you know what? I know you've been there. I know some of our coaches have been there. Some of our clients have been there. If you're listening, you might have been there. Or you are there. Maybe you're weighing and measuring yeah. everything right now. But I, I'm not, and I'm not even saying it's wrong. It's a really eye-opening to measure stuff and to weigh things. Because you it's get totally. to see, holy shit, I'm eating three <laughs> servings of pasta? Right. What the fuck? Right. Yeah, what's that? A cup of orange juice is only yeah. like one third of the what? glass? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a really amazing experience to take a look at what you are consuming because it's it's I, it's, it's um, information. I mean, it's, it's information. It's, right. You're collecting data. If you decide that two cups of orange juice is your jam and you feel good with how that feels with your breakfast versus one, good for you. Right. But if you're also finding like, holy shit, I'm not full after X amount of this. Maybe we should measure it out. Yeah. Why are you not full? Yeah. Why is it not satisfying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was measuring and weighing everything. I was also measure, measuring and weighing stuff for Matt, too. Like, we would take yeah. home lunches or take lunches to work. Um, and I was ultra restrictive of what we were buying and, like, what kind of snacks we had. Um, and one day, we were still living in our apartment, and he came home and was like, I weighed in today at Dynamax and like I'm 180. He had lost I don't know 10 pounds or <clears throat> I mean it was gradual but like all of a sudden he like felt the need to weigh himself and right. was like I should not be 180. And he didn't want he wanted it we had to that. be 190. Right. So he was going to in the direction he didn't even want to be going. Yeah. Right. And it's I realized at that point like my nutrition 
goals are completely separate from his and they shouldn't really be affecting him that way. Like, right. why is me we- measuring and measure? <laughs> Do you hear me say, like, saying that every <laughs> measuring time? Measuring and weighing, it makes sense. So, like, if I'm counting and tracking and measuring and weighing all of my food and it's negatively infecting affecting yeah. his goals, yeah. then what am I really doing? And it was, like, it was also, like, Matt and I you know, like couldn't go to like a social function or a well, go out to have yeah. a beer. He's like, Lauren, it's one beer. And I'm so like, limiting. Yeah. It's, it's not in my macro. Yeah. 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 And it was like a kind of a, a butting heads period because I did not want to have fun with food. Yeah. I did not want to have fun yeah. with going off of what I thought was my plan. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, he knew it was ridiculous and I couldn't see it. I could not see the forest of the trees and just being like, no, I'm so stubborn and I'm going to fucking weigh and measure everything and we're not eating fucking pasta. We're going to eat rice. (laughs) Well, it's, it's really hard because that's also what, you know, if you're in this industry, a lot of this industry rolls like that, you know? And again, I'm I'm not, that's not a judgment on any, you know, there's a time and a place where that may be necessary. I mean, if you're a competitive athlete and you have to make a weight class or you're a bodybuilder or whatever, like there's a, if you want to lose weight or you're a bodybuilder and you want to get down to 3% body fat, you have to weigh and measure everything. You have to count everything. But at some Mm -hmm. point in life, you have to decide where am I comfortable with my health, body, body fat level, performance level, and Mm -hmm. also having a fucking life. Yeah. Right. I remember that from competing as a bodybuilder when I was in, you know, 5% 5% body fat stage, I'm like, I want to look like this all the time. I think I'm going to do this all mm-hmm. the time because it feels so good to look like that. Yeah. But it was never worth it because you can't fucking do anything. It's like you look great to sit in your apartment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't go to the movies. You don't go to parties. You don't go to the fucking beach. Yeah. Like, so it's like... You're not going anywhere. That's not saying I'm going to just give up and eat whatever I want all the time and get out of shape and not yeah. care about what I look like. Correct. But there's some balance. Like you find a point where you're comfortable with your body in terms of like this there's like you i don't know if you have i have like i can get away with this much on this end or this end and then i'm uncomfortable in my own skin and i'm not happy yeah and i have to get more disciplined Mm -hmm. but if i'm too disciplined and i'm feeling really good physically but i my life sucks that's not good you just gotta reel it in both directions yeah like keep the dial yeah it seems like you're you're what i'm hearing from you is that you're finding that point on like so many levels right like your personal life your gym life your work balance your nutrition like hey i'm finding lauren's comfort like happy mm-hmm. place with all those things yeah right? totally and i hope that if anybody is listening and like oh my gosh i totally relate to like maybe i was in one of these situations myself guess what the thing that made this all like awesome for me was i've been in therapy for almost two years that is it's not that my therapist has done any of this for me. Right. I have been able to change my perspective yeah. for the last two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and this will be a good way to, like, wrap it up, right? I think you probably have to go. But, like, <laughs> and we could, Lauren and I would probably get the record for the longest podcast if we just kept going here, mm-hmm, right? Because mm-hmm. we end up going on tangents, but I like I them. They're good. Yeah. But I think, I was talking about this the other day, like, before I met Kristen, I went to speak to somebody for, you know, I don't know how long. I don't know if it was six months or a year or three months. Um, but asking for help, 
like in areas like I just talked about this this morning on a video like the best times in my life have been when I've actually let somebody else help me whether that's in bodybuilding business mm -hmm. nutrition counseling you know actually talking to somebody about your life who's removed and who's not your husband or yeah. your friend or your mom or your dad but like somebody that's like can objectively listen <clears throat> to you and then give you feedback that is truthful and not like, I might not give you true feedback because I'm your friend and I don't mm -hmm. want to say something that might hurt your feelings and upset mm -hmm. you, right? So I might hold back, but she can And you're my boss too. It. You might not want me right. to give you feedback that would lead me in a direction that would be not gym-like. You'd not want to... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not gym-like. Or like, I'm going to give you information that makes you think you should do a different job and then leave. Like, exactly. Mm -hmm. So I'm... Everyone's going to be jaded in some degree of how they give you feedback, but the therapist hopefully won't be. Yeah. And I know that's been like a really good experience for you. And I think that's cool even just for you to say that, for me to say that, because not everybody might think that you ever went to spike somebody or I did. Holy right? shit, it's like, the fucking best. It's the best. It's the, like, I do it every other week. It's an hour. It's a great, it's hard. It's hard work. Yeah. It's hard work to talk about yourself. I mean, it's great to talk about yourself, but it's also like, I'm, you know, we're, kind of digging in thing into things that I never thought would ever feel okay to talk about. And it, it, we've actually haven't really talked that much about nutrition or mm -hmm. eating disorders or disordered eating. Um, we've talked, we've touched on it a little bit, but it's like so much of the work that happens in therapy and how much my perspective has changed. It trickles into other parts of my yeah, life yeah. and it makes me very aware of like, Oh, these old habits with my nutrition weren't serving me and that's why we've changed that's why i've done something different yeah yeah and like that's why it feels good to have a, a pot roast with mashed potatoes at the end of a, a work right. day and not feel guilty about yeah, it right. and have like you know four to six ounces of protein because yeah. i can eyeball it and yeah. like a mashed potato serving that is like about the size of my fist and maybe more i don't yeah. know what makes me feel yeah. satisfied yeah <clears throat> So well, there's a lot of education that happens when yeah, you... Going uh, through that stuff go, you did. And yeah. I don't necessarily recommend that people restrict their eating so they have the experience. <laughs> right, right. But if you have... If there's a time... Like we said, there's a time and a place to count your calories. There's a time and a place to count your macros. It's not for everybody. Not everybody's goals require that. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of us want the amount of time. Totally. We don't want to, most people don't want to put in that much right. time in the kitchen. Yeah. So why are we going to like give ourselves a headache? Yeah. About all of the minor details. Yeah. And to your point, I think it's okay if you're trying to, <laughs> if you're just trying to get into, you know, you want to get healthier and body fat loss is part of that. You like you said before, you might have to weigh and measure for a little while because you need to learn. Lauren can eyeball it now. Yes. But without having gone through that process of weighing and measuring, yeah. you only know, I mean, there's, there's a plate, a physical plate now is twice the size it was when I was a kid. <laughs> so dinner is much bigger, right? People yeah. judge restaurants on like, ooh, this place is good because they give big portions. Mm -hmm. So if you're, what you understand as a portion might be very different from what it, you know, should be to line up with your goals. Mm -hmm. So learning that is important, but you don't want to, we're not trying to coach somebody into doing that 
for 20 years. Right. right? Yes, totally. And I think that's, yeah, I don't know what I was going to say, but that's absolutely true. I don't, I don't think anybody needs to weigh and measure for 20 years or be restricted or crazy, like, or get in arguments with their partner because you you said you would have a beer with me. (laughs) Right. Right, right, right. You like beer. Right. No. Well, I wanted to ask you one more thing is now when you have a a good filling, satisfying meal, like you mentioned before, do you ever have that either self-loathing or whatever was driving the like purging stuff from 10 years ago? No. Like, does it even come up at all? It does not come up. It, It does not feel like it's even it's not on my radar anymore like see that's amazing that's massive it's so massive and what's great i I mean (laughs) i have gained weight in the last year quite a bit i am at least 15 pounds heavier than i was at the start of 2020 okay um and what's amazing i don't fucking hate it I don't right. fucking hate it. Like yeah. I, I yeah. look different. I yeah. physically look different. My clothes fit differently. I've had to buy new clothes. Yep. Yeah. And I, I have, it did disappoint me. And then I turned around and was like, just buy new fucking well, shorts. Dude, I was just, just gonna say get that's over it. Get embracing the fuck over it. it. And then so stuffing yourself into a size that's too small will make you fucking miserable. Yes. Just move up a size. Yes. But that's so hard, right? Yes. I mean, we joke it about is. it all the time because. Kristen will have to go through that and I'll be the opposite, right? Like if I'm not fully into force feeding myself and training super hard and I lose 15 pounds and I have to go down a size mm-hmm. and all my shit, I don't want to yeah. and I don't like it yeah. and my baggy shirt and my bag. Yeah. But then just going down to a large instead of an extra large and I'm like, I'm cool, man. Because yeah, like, it's fine. I don't mind that version either. Mm-hmm. But when you're hanging on to the other one, it's miserable. Like it can mm-hmm. make you miserable. So I love that you yeah. said that. Cause I think that's a lot of it is just saying, Hey, if I'm going to roll this way, it's going to wrap my head around and I'm sure you're stronger now I am. and feel better in many ways. I do. So like the negative connotation of an extra 15 pounds is like, there is, is, is self. Like, it's like made up. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, there's no reason for that. No, it is. And I think what's interesting, I think, oh, I think we are trying to wrap this up, but one more thing I do I think this could be helpful for people if they do decide to listen to this. Um, if you're still listening, if you're still listening, we, we're, we're proud. We're appreciated. So how can we expect our bodies to look like they did when we were teenagers? Like that is so yeah. immature to yeah. think that. Right. Exactly. If you, if, cause people, I think people will still say this. Oh, well I still have my jeans from college. <laughs> right. Well, you were, <laughs> right. You were yeah. pretty much a teenager in college. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm I think I look like a woman now. Yeah. I don't I don't think I could say that before. Yeah. I feel like my body looks more mature, more woman-like versus teenage-like. Right. Right. And that might also come with like more shape and more fat and yeah. more Yeah. <laughs> more yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> more stuff. Yeah, more stuff. <laughs> yeah, to- well, but I I think that's really a good point to finish on is like I think for us one of the things we've wanted to kind of influence in like the fitness community for our, uh, our side is not the pursuit of like a perfect body, right. Or six pack abs or beach bullshit, all this shit you hear about and see these quick fixes of, and, and artificial like goals of looking like, but mm-hmm. like more about like 
I want to look and feel good for me and my genetic capabilities, the way that I'm built and also my age group, right? Like yeah. I want to feel good for me, not compared to like me 20 years ago, or me 20 years ago or somebody else who's, who's 20 like, years younger. And even on a, like even not only appearance, but like, let's use Matt for example. Like, so Lauren's husband, Matt is 10 to 20 to 30 pounds lighter than I am, depending on the day. And, <laughs> and hella stronger than me and like will always be like he is just really strong at squatting and deadlifting specifically mm -hmm. um it could make me insane trying to compare your lifts. compare my lifts to a guy that's genetically stronger than me been doing powerlifting consistently for a long time mm -hmm. and he's younger than me mm -hmm. but like i could still be making myself crazy chasing after matt's lifts when yeah. like that's just not my genetic gift is not that and that's his mm -hmm. or you know yeah. i might have others so i'm gonna i'm gonna step back from that and say yeah i want to get stronger at those lifts too yeah but, but i'm gonna like i'm gonna stay in my lane like i'm actually good at this stuff or i yeah. like this stuff and so that's just an example of it's easier with that because it's not as tied to our identity as our appearance mm -hmm. right like wanting to people used to compliment me on being so skinny or so yeah. fit or my toned arms and i don't have them anymore like okay but I'm really strong now yeah. or my squats so much better totally. or whatever, man. Yeah. Like, right. It's like, that's very hard to let go of, but it feels super empowering and awesome when you do. Yeah. Right. Totally. Um, all right. Well, Lauren Strong, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And, uh, we're going to check and see if we have little TikTok sounds in the back this time or not. Yeah, right? totally. That's our, that's our big experiment. Um, all right, y'all. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, as always, if you have questions or anything about what we talked about, you can reach out to me or Lauren and uh, we'll help you out. See ya.